If you want to have high libido, sometimes you just need to start with the simple things. Your hormones might be fine, but you still have no libido. Now, granted, libido is a very complex topic and there are many things that can influence your libido. In this video, I'm going to talk about supplements that you might be taking that could contribute to low libido that you don't even know about. So instead of trying to increase your testosterone or free testosterone even more, maybe you're using some of these supplements that's making it worse despite having normal levels of testosterone. So before we dive in, be sure to get my masterclass on how to maximize your testosterone naturally. If you would like me to help you with a male specific problem, link is in the description below for coaching. Let's dive in. First, I wanna discuss the various neurotransmitters and hormones that is involved in libido and what might be lowering or increasing libido. And then we're gonna talk about the supplements that is modulating these pathways, contributing to low levels of libido. So the first one is serotonin. Serotonin lowers libido or has the potential to do so. So serotonin has been shown to cause a vasoconstriction of the penor that contributes to erectile dysfunction. At the central level, it instead has an inhibitory role on erectile function, lubrication, and sexual interest. So on the nervous system, it has an inhibitory effect. SSRIs has been shown to worsen sexual function. Tricyclic antidepressant as the least likely to cause sexual dysfunction. So SSRIs are selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. They mostly increase serotonin. These tricyclic antidepressants not only increase serotonin, but also dopamine and norepinephrine. Right, so if you primarily increase serotonin, it's much more likely to cause side effects versus if you increase a bunch of other neurotransmitters, it's unlikely to cause side effects. Now, some of these more modern antidepressants, they don't just increase serotonin, they also actually inhibit various serotonin receptors while then increasing neurosteroids, increasing norepinephrine and dopamine that will have a libido boosting effect and it will help to offset the negative effects of serotonin. So excess serotonin does inhibit the nervous system and also the PNOR from getting proper blood flow, inhibiting you from getting erections. So it's been estimated that between 25 and 30 and, and 73% of people treated with SSRIs will develop some sort of sexual dysfunction. However, some SSRIs are more likely to cause a dysfunction. The one with the highest probability of causing dysfunction is this citalopram with over 70% chance of getting sexual dysfunction. Next one is fluvoxamine, which is also uh, over 60% risk of getting sexual dysfunction. And the last one, or the third one, is floxetine, which is just under 60% risk um, of getting sexual side effects. So these three are basically some of the worst ones that could potentially worsen uh, sexual dysfunction for you. Antiandrogens. So this would include cimetidine, ketoconazole, finasteride and various castration drugs. So for example, if someone has prostate cancer, they would give them castration drugs. Now, some of the uh, finasteride side effects that I listed here, and this is the risk, again, the percentage risk of getting side effects, or the people that do get the side effects, this is uh, the primary uh, side effect that they get is low penile temperature, decreased ejaculatory force, low penile sensitivity, and then getting and keeping an erection. So these are commonly the symptoms of using finasteride that people get. Also uh, difficulty reaching orgasm because of penile numbness. So this is from finasteride. I've made videos about clomethidine and uh, ketoconazole to discuss their side effects and why they have uh, caused problems. So antiandrogens, despite uh, not lowering necessarily testosterone, but by primarily uh, inhibiting the androgen receptor or lowering DHT can cause sexual side effects. 
Alright, so then we have opioids. Opioids like morphine, heroin, codeine, oxycondone, hydrocondone, and fentanyl. Natural herbs that have opioid-like effects would be something like kratom. Now keep in mind that kratom does not cause sexual dysfunction for most people. A lot of people actually benefit from using kratom, and this is because kratom has a lot more effects than just being an opioid uh, that act on the opioid receptor. It also increases dopamine, norepinephrine, antagonizes some of the serotonin receptors. It has a lot of effects. But if you use kratom, maybe keep this in mind. Also, kratom has not been shown to lower testosterone or increase prolactin in moderate doses. Now, obviously, everyone's response will be different. Some people will get an increase and some people will get a decrease. And so it would be important to test and see how you respond to it. But I always recommend that don't use it on a daily basis and don't abuse it. And this will help to minimize side effects. Natural opioids found in the diet would be gluten and also dairy. They are the dietary, they are the strongest opioids in the diet. And when it comes to dairy, it's specific to A1 casein. And so the proteins are breaking down, create beta casomorphin that act on the opioid receptor. So A2 casein doesn't have this property. So if you're sensitive to milk and you've got a lot of these opioid-like effects from dairy, try A2 milk or goat milk or sheep milk. And those are primarily A2 casein and should not give you the same opioid effect. Then we have antihistamines. They may impair arousal by causing sedation. So anything that causes sedation might blunt your libido. Supplements that can lower libido, right? So not everyone is gonna respond the same to these supplements because these supplements don't just have one action, right? They don't just increase serotonin or lower DHT. They might also increase dopamine. They might do other things that could neutralize some of the effects. And everyone is different, and so they will not necessarily respond to a negative extent by lowering DHT as someone else, for example. This is just to make you aware that if you have low libido and you're using one of these supplements, maybe eliminate one of these supplements and see if your libido comes back. All right, so the first one would be medicinal mushrooms. So they primarily inhibit 5-alpha reductase, and in order of strength, they would be reishi, oyster mushroom, shiitake, and lion's mane. So reishi being the strongest, there's a lot of people saying out there when they use these mushrooms, they might get benefits in certain areas of their life, but it also tanks their libido. So if you're using this, keep this in mind. Turmeric. So turmeric has been shown to inhibit 5-alpha reductase in the prostate and also increase serotonin in the body. So it might work multifactorial. However, as I mentioned, is that sometimes you might feel better from taking turmeric because it lowers inflammation for you, but then over time it might take your libido away because it's serotonergic and might lower DHT. Horsetail is a 5-alpha reductase inhibitor, so if you're using it frequently, maybe it can start to lower your libido by lowering DHT. Sopometo is used by a lot of people for prostate problems or for hair loss problems. And again, not everyone will experience a decrease in libido, but if you do get a decrease and you do use sulpimento, perhaps cut that out, see how you respond. Serine rue, because it's primarily ser serotonergic, beta-cetosterol has been shown to inhibit 5-alpha reductase. It's found in highest concentrations in nuts and seeds. It's also found in other foods like avocado and so on and grains, but not as high, right? So the more you, you eat of this, the more likely you are to get a drop in libido because of lower levels of DHT. Now, certain nuts, like Brazil nuts, pistachios, and almonds, has actually been shown to enhance sexual function. So certain nuts can help with libido and sexual function, right? So it doesn't mean that if you're eating nuts, you're gonna get a decrease in libido. But if you are eating nuts and you have low libido, maybe cut it out 
and then see how you respond. A tryptophan. Tryptophan is a precursor to serotonin, so tryptophan is converted into 5-HTP by the enzyme tryptophan hydroxylase. That's a rate-limited enzyme. It's like taking tyrosine to increase dopamine. You take tryptophan to increase serotonin. So the more tryptophan you have available, the more serotonin can be produced. The more serotonin you have in relation to your dopamine, the lower your libido can be. 5-HTP being a direct precursor to serotonin, it bypasses the rate-limited enzyme for serotonin synthesis. So you can just like flood your body with serotonin, get a significant drop in libido by taking the supplement. Beer. This is because beer is not necessarily estrogenic, but contains a barley that's been fermented. And so fermented barley contains various polysaccharides that increase prolactin. Now barley by itself, not being fermented, can actually help to lower prolactin. But that fermentation process makes it, changes it, so it actually increases prolactin. So this is why beer drinkers oftentimes have a worse physique and body composition than people that don't drink beer. All right, then we have soy. Soy inhibits 5-alpha reductase more so than it lowers testosterone, as you can see DHT here. Soy protein concentrate lowers DHT significantly. Black tea as well, and green tea actually increases it. But then when you combine soy with black tea, green tea, it significantly lowers DHT more than just uh, soy alone, right? So don't combine green tea with soy and just avoid soy in general. Last, we have sulforaphane. So sulforaphane is also a 5-alpha reductase inhibitor, and it also promotes 3-alpha hydroxysteroid dehydrogenase. So that enzyme converts DHT, our strongest androgen, our primary androgen in the brain, to 3-alpha uh, diol, which is a much weaker metabolite of DHT, but it does have benefits. It is pro-GABA. So it still has benefits, it can still make you feel good, but by using sulforaphane, you lower DHT, right? So you don't have that strong androgen signaling in the brain. This can lead to lower levels of libido. And a lot of people using sulforaphane have reported that their libido is dropping despite maybe feeling better overall. So anything that lowers DHT is an androgen receptor antagonist that increases serotonin in relation to dopamine or that lowers histamine can have a negative effect on your libido. So if you have low libido and you're using some of these supplements, cut them out and see if your libido comes back. Right? You can have normal levels of testosterone and free testosterone and DHT, but if you're using something that is increasing your serotonin, that serotonin will block the effects of dopamine, which is primarily pro-libido. Right? So excess serotonin or something that blocks the antigen receptor can give you the idea, according to labs, that you're fine, but you're actually not, and you still end up with low libido. All right, guys, so I hope this was insightful. If you've ever used some of these herbs and have gotten negative results, let me know in the comments below. Also, if you've used another compound that you have gotten negative effects from that I have not mentioned, please also leave them in the comments below. I'd love to hear from you guys. And also remember to get my masterclass on how to maximize your testosterone naturally, and I will check you in the next one. Cheers, guys. 